You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. It's that time of year again here in New York. Spring is upon us. As the weather warms up, you'll find street fairs popping up all around the city. And every May, the passport to Taiwan takes place in Union Square Park. But today, I'll be talking with Izan Spevak about Hello Taiwan and its ties to the passport to Taiwan. Izan is the producer of the Hello Taiwan tour for 2017. Welcome to the podcast, Izan. Hi, Felicia. Great to be here. Great. Yeah, so Yuzan, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the Hello Taiwan concert? Well, I've been involved with the Taiwanese and Taiwanese-American community here in New York City for a few years now. Originally, I got to know people through working with Taiwanese-American musician called Treya. I was her manager, and actually that's why I came to New York City was to work with her. And I realized pretty early on in working with Treya that I probably needed to reach out to the Taiwanese-American community because I figured maybe she's got some fans there. So I started to get to know people. And through that, I started to get to know and understand more about Taiwan and became really fascinated with the culture and you know, eventually I went there and had the most incredible experience. It's such a beautiful island and amazing culture and so much creativity in such a tiny space. And, you know, just the beauty of the nature and the history and the current culture, you know, I was just very impressed and warm to it and it felt very comfortable. So over the last three years or so, I've continued to sort of get to know people in the community here in New York as well as over in, in Taiwan. And I got to know Bo Cheng, who runs Passport to Taiwan. Um, I guess a few years ago we met and yeah, over the years we've got to know each other. And I did work a little on Passport to Taiwan and Hello Taiwan last year and sort of helped him more with the media side last year. And, and then this year, he asked me to help him produce the Hello Taiwan tour. And that was a yes. Right. Well, that's really impressive. So you moved here just to work with Treya. So how did you hear about her? I wouldn't quite say it was just to work with her, but that was definitely the reason. I mean, obviously, and then there was New York City and there was a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff around that. And also the job, she was a, a major part of the job, but actually the job was wider. So I worked for a couple of years for a company that has a, a management record label, um, music licensing and publishing house all attached. So my job was basically looking after all of that. And on the management side, the main artist I was looking after was Treya. And so I've learned of her through the company. And I lived in LA for a decade before I came to New York. So I was still living in LA and I, I came over to New York for a, another project a few years ago and met up with her for coffee and then went back to her apartment to listen to her play some music and just very impressed with her amazing talent. And so it did seem good fit at that moment. I felt like I really admired her talent and understood her artistic direction and what she was trying to do and felt confident that I'd be able to support her journey and you know, realizing the artist that she is becoming. Right. 
So, yeah, obviously people are going to be wondering, just judging from your accent, you're not from the U.S., right? You're from uh, England, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think the fact that I am an immigrant, I am British, both of those factors have in a way helped with this whole journey to understanding Taiwan and the music of Taiwan and how that fits with the U.S. and other countries, actually, as well. The last few years, I've kind of basically Taiwan... And the music industry there is very similar to the dynamic with the UK and the US. Is that Taiwan right? Is a, the UK is a, a little island. It's very tiny. Yes. Yes. It pumps out way too much music for the size <laughs> of the place. It has way too much significance for the rest of the world, for the US, for the tiny place it is. And there's something cool about the UK as well. And so Taiwan has a very similar placement within Asia. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very small place that pumps out way too much music inside <laughs> of it. The quality of the music is very high and, and really enjoyed throughout the whole of Asia. It's, it has way more significance throughout the region than you'd expect for such a small place. So I think it's a very similar time. And also it's cooler. You know, so they had this kind of... Cool <laughs> oh, I love this parallel. That's, a, that's wonderful. It really is similar. <laughs> so, you know, being from the UK and having made a life here in the US, I learned that dynamic personally from how that kind of works. And then when I started to understand Taiwan and how... Taiwan's music industry works in the Asia. I was like, I know this. Like, this is so familiar. <laughs> and also for looking after either musicians who are based in Taiwan who are hoping to reach audiences in the West, right. um, or for Taiwanese-American or Asian-American artists who are trying to get more visibility in this market, I do have some insights from being an immigrant and understanding how that can be a bonus wow. as well as right. a challenge. Um, but first of all, going back to the Hello Taiwan concert, can you tell us a little bit about that, like the background, how it got started, what we can expect from this year's concert? Okay, so we've basically, we've got Passport to Taiwan is the main event, and that's a big festival that's free and it's in the daytime and this year it's Sunday May 28th and it's always over the holiday weekend and last year I think it was like 10,000 people that attended it's a big event and it's cross-cultural so it has the best of music and food and crafts and there's information stands about Taiwanese American culture and it's always just like a lot to learn. However, integral to the Taiwanese American community, I, I think there's always something new. And people come from Taiwan to perform in Union Square. So there's definitely going to be some new and interesting and exciting thing to enjoy there. That's the, the main offering. And then basically we, we have three artists come when I say artists I mean musical artists right sure so we have three artists coming which is actually more than three people because they have bands it's about 10 human beings who mm-hmm. are grouped into three artists mm-hmm. so they're all coming over from Taiwan to perform at Passport to Taiwan and while they're in the country they're here for a week and that's where the Hello Taiwan tour came about because it was like well they're coming all the way and there's two things that need to happen. Firstly, while they're here, why don't we 
put some shows on in the region mm-hmm. and also one show in New York City that's a standalone music show because Passports to Taiwan is a whole family event. There's a big open outdoor stage and really fun. But in terms of like having a focused music concert, like, no, it's, it's not that. Yeah, it's there's like, so much going on. There's the food, <laughs> yeah. there's the booths, there's like, you know, other events, arts and crafts. Yeah, it's not, it's really so much more. Yeah. Totally. So, you know, we started also putting on uh, just a music show in a music venue in uh-huh. New York. Right. And also, while they're here, like, why not do a show in a few other cities in the region? So that's the Hello Taiwan tourism, sort of bringing the music out to people in music-centered places. Mm-hmm. And also, equally, for the musicians coming, it felt very important to give them a little taste of the region and also to meet a few other musicians who are based here so that they could build some relationships and Mm. get to know American music a little bit as well as us getting to know Taiwanese music. Okay, so there's basically a a little East East Coast tour going on. So um, you don't have to be in New York to hear a lot of these musical artists, right? Yeah, we're doing a few dates in the region. I'm not able to announce most of the dates yet, but they will be announced soon and on the website. But okay. I can give you an exclusive, Felicia, if you oh, want Oh, yes, I know. You told me that before, <laughs> so I've been waiting for that. Okay, so this is the exclusive. Very, very exciting news, which is the um, the New York show is going to be at a venue called Joe's Pub on Saturday, May 27th. And Joe's Pub is not a pub. Um, it, it has a name, Joe's Pub, but it really is not a public house. It's a very prestigious music venue. It's a place that has hosted everyone from Adele, Lady Gaga, Prince played there, Amy Winehouse, Dolly Parton. It's Alicia Keys' favorite music venue in the world, wow. apparently. Wow. It's that's, a really, really cool place. Yeah, that's such a treat for the musicians, too, to be able to perform there. That's amazing. Exactly, yeah. For them, it's going to be very special to play there. And for the audience as well, you know, the sound quality is just ridiculous. It's yeah. going to be such a big show. Yeah, I've um, been there myself. i also living in New York, and it'll be quite a treat to go there. So the Hello Taiwan website is the hellotaiwan.us, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay, great. So if anybody wants to know about the tour dates or what cities, can you even mention what cities the bands are going to be going to? Um, I can't because until we have total confirmation. Sure, yeah. So So just for our listeners, you can check back at the hellotaiwan.us and see what the tour dates are there before... The Passport to Taiwan, right? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. so everything like culminates on the 28th at Passport to Taiwan? Actually, not quite. There is one day um, the day after. So on, okay. on May 29th, actually I can say on May 29th, uh-huh. the Monday, we're going to be in Boston. So basically there'll be shows on May 24th, 25th, 26th. And 27th is Joe's Pub, 28th is Passport to Taiwan in Union Square, and then the Monday 29th is Boston. Great. Okay. So, and so now on to the artists. Um, I saw that you have, like, three artists, and of course it's not just them. You said they're the band, Sean Hong, 
Gina Can and Beyond. Yeah, I've heard Beyond before. He has such a unique sound since he's a Aborigine, right? He's a Bunan Aborigine. So he's from the Bunan tribe, which is in the area of Taitung. He was raised out there. He currently, he now lives in Taipei, but he was raised pretty traditionally. So he has that, all that sort of experiential knowledge of learning music from the people from his culture. And now he sings songs about Taipei and his mm-hmm. experience there as well. Mm. But he's still very connected with nature and with his Aboriginal culture, which is wonderful. So Byung has um, also a really beautiful video. It's beautifully shot and it shows that he's kind of just going around his life in Taipei. So there's some very, very beautiful atmospheric footage of Taipei in his video, which I think is really cool for people to see. Yeah, I'm really excited about him. I'm not so familiar with Sean or Gina, but I'm really excited to hear Byung. Can you talk a little bit about Sean and Gina as well? I've got to say I'm equally excited about yeah. all three artists. I think yeah. it's a very strong tour this year. Gina, she's a Hakka. She sings in Hakka. She doesn't oh, sing in, in Chinese. She's really jazzy. I think she's just pretty extraordinary. Like her voice is very soulful. Like she loves Stevie Wonder apparently and <laughs> Lauren Hill and she's like really into that kind of like soulful jazzy kind of vibe and uh, she has four backing members in her band. The band's called Gina Can. Yeah, they've got this like super funky, but it's Taiwanese. It's definitely inspired by American jazz and soul that's mm-hmm. in there. But this is a Hakka woman singing in Hakka and it's got that to it. It's very deep. Yeah, I'm very excited to see her live. Great. Sean Huang, he's pop. Mm-hmm. He's a pop, 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 pop guy. Um, <laughs> so he's like super cute, fun, really upbeat, really fun. My favorite video that I've seen of him I I adore it there's a a video where it's a love song and he's singing it to a girl that is dressed in a cockroach outfit oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) the whole storyline of the video is kind of like she's a roach not sure about this Actually, she's really cute. Oh, that's He's like beating her stuff. It's hilarious. Um, so yeah, I'd really like to know about that video, um, the music video with Sean Huang, and we'll we'll be sure to put that in the notes for the podcast for any of our listeners that are curious. Wonderful, uh, yeah. You yourself are also a musician, right? And you said you had some advice for aspiring musicians, and and maybe also you could talk a little bit about your background in that respect. I'm a musician. I've been making music for about 25 years and everything I've learned that I share with other musicians, I've learned through my own career. So it's all tried and tested stuff and I'm very happy with how things are going. So in that way, I feel like I do have something to share. I think it's quite usual for people in any industry when you've had sort of 25 years at it and you're sort of mid-career to have that feeling of wanting to reach out and give people a hand. Mentoring people and and sharing your knowledge, I think, is, you know, frequently what happens around the time you hit your mid-40s. And for me, that's very specifically sort of happened around Taiwanese, American and Asian musicians and even more specifically around female ones I just Mm -hmm. feel that it would be really lovely if my knowledge could be utilized to help bring some visibility to Asian women who are out there and so talented and so rarely their music is enjoyed beyond their local scenes and that there's a lot of incredible talent out there and it's just you know needing a little hand from somebody specifically who isn't Asian American, you know, I can 
help them in, in a way mm-hmm. um, because I've, I've had some privileges from my, my own position. So that's kind of what it's turned into for me. For my own career, I've worked with a lot of really big names. I'm kind of best known for working with Smashing Pumpkins. I've, mm-hmm. I've worked with Elton John, Christina Perry, Tiesto, you know, a lot of big artists in the US and in the UK. I, my biggest audience I played for was 100,000 people, which was a show with Tiesto. It was just mm-hmm. two of us on stage. It was well. Tiesto and me. <laughs> yeah. And I did an 80,000 people stadium with a band called Suede, who are not very well known in the US, but they are <laughs> well known in, in Europe and, and um, Japan as well. So, yeah, I've had some really, really great experiences and learned a lot. And I'm still learning and still very active building my own career. And I I don't see that in any way changing or ceasing Mm -hmm. for for the next 40 years. But while I'm at it, there's sort of, you know, secondary current that's coming through that I really enjoy the give back process. Right. Well, I would say that the Hello Taiwan concert and the artists involved are very lucky to have you and have your experiences here. Well, thank you. I feel I'm very fortunate to be, you know, able to work with these talented musicians. Right. And so what advice do you have for any aspiring musicians? I mean, that's a very broad question. Yes, I know. And usually <laughs> what I do, like when I have, when I consult with musicians, I get really specific. And I suppose that, so that would be my advice is right. to really hone in on the unique thing that you have, that you do, that you embody and encapsulate and the idea and the talent and the skill set that is uniquely yours. And then that will help you to navigate reaching your audience. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing of just somehow imagining yourself as another person. That would be the way to do it. it you know, as an artist, you're too close to yourself. But if you can kind of separate yourself and kind of pretend you're someone who's never met you and never heard your music and are looking at you on the stage or hearing your SoundCloud for the first time and just see if you can figure out what the unique thing is that they're going to think is different about you and then to, to develop that. Right. So taking a third person view and thinking about how you would present yourself or how another person would see you or describe you. Yeah. When you mentioned that you, know, you have been to Taiwan, when was the last time you've been there? I was there for the Golden Melody Awards last June, so June 2016. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gotta say, yeah, yeah. Melody Awards was fantastic. How does it compare to other? Have you been? I assume you've been to other awards, music awards ceremonies. Yeah, it was bigger and longer. Really? Goes on forever. Like goes on forever. (laughs) I'm kind of known for that. Like in the industry, like the International Music Institute, Golden Melody Awards is kind of like, oh, that's the one that goes on forever. It really does. It's a marathon. a good marathon and and it, because it's in a it's in a big stadium mm-hmm. like this is not kind of a regular concert hall it's a stadium mm-hmm. so everything stadium size so that the video projections a huge digital map mm-hmm. projections really inventive like taiwan is way ahead of the us in terms of that kind of visual technology so it's, it's on a grand scale, very inventive. Mm-hmm. There was one of the award winners was on a huge globe with projections of the world and nature. And yeah. she's in a dress that was like enormous because she sat on top <laughs> of a big globe. And the whole thing is moving to the digital projections. And wow. then there's like a cost of a thousand. And then like at some point the orchestra comes on and the orchestra were 
all over the set. It wasn't like a regular orchestra sitting in a orchestra oh. kind of place. No, mm-hmm. they were on scaffolding or oh. like huge wow. everywhere. They were everywhere. <laughs> and there was all this like explosions going off. And like so wow. inventive. Special. Sounds so really over epic. the top. <laughs> over the top in a fantastic <laughs> way it didn't mm-hmm. indulge them yeah. it felt very creative yes. and really fabulous yeah really very, very impressive and and because it was a stadium I could walk around so as I say the length of the thing uh-huh. for me was no way problematic because for some of the concert I sat we had really good seats at, like near the front and then I was like this is great having a good seat and everything but like I want to go to the back of the stadium because I want to experience what the long perspective is of right, this. I want to see right. where the peripheral vision goes right. and have that big experience. And I want to hear the reverb. I want to hear like yeah. where the sound is at that mm-hmm. crazy kind mm-hmm. of place. So mm-hmm. I got to walk around and run into different people as I was walking around, the which is really nice. <laughs> There's a lot of people internationally come in, as, as with most big right, awards right, ceremonies. Right. From everywhere, yeah. it was really magical. At the Golden Melody Awards, and and then the you know the day after, I I just kind of walked out into Old Taipei, and like you know my um, my Chinese is really very shaky. It's <laughs> enough to like get some dinner and like make friends a little bit, you know, kind of say new houses to yeah. people and. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very nice having a, a experience in these very windy streets and you know everything crazy and mopeds and delicious smells and to really you know get a little hit of you know real Taiwanese culture as opposed to you know the the big grand entertainment world yeah yeah so you went into the night market and all that kind of stuff and have you tried like a lot of the foods a lot of foods I really love the there are so many vegetables that do not have any name oh yeah vegetables fruits yeah there was one vegetable I was at a place and I pointed at this one and I was like what's the name and she was like mountain herb I'm like oh so good that one and I was like what's this one she's like Mountain herb. <laughs> Basically, anything that doesn't have an English name, that's called. And it was like, why would it have an English name? Like, it, of course not. Like, it's just right. very local. I think that's where Taiwanese cuisine also has such an incredible reputation is partially because, you know, when you cook that thing in ingredients I can find in the U.S., Mm-hmm. It's delicious, but when mm-hmm. you cook it in Taiwan and using these local ingredients that you don't find outside that island, right. special flavors there. Now, I'd love to at some point get the seeds and grow a garden outside mm-hmm. you know, here so we can experience. Yeah, yeah. That, which that, I know is flavor. another topic that you're quite well versed in is food as well. You're, I mean, you have so many hats, you son. Um, I know that you could talk about food as well. I like yeah. food. I write about food. Yeah. yeah. I love growing food as well. It's not something I've done a lot in New York, but in California, I was growing gardens, edible gardens, as well as cooking and writing about food. So yeah, the, the whole, the passports to Taiwan package, the two things of music and food, and then all the crafts, it's like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. You know, it's very, very attractive to have all of those facets. I so appreciate all of your friendship and passion for Taiwan. I remember when we met a couple of years ago at the Taiwan Center and uh, we spoke about many things. And I still have yet to get Treya on the podcast, which we're going to be working on for a future podcast episode, right? (laughs) She's going to be the American artist for the Joe's Pub show. We have the three artists coming from Taiwan, Sean Fong. Oh, great. I didn't know she was going to be a part of it. That's great. 
And yeah, she's the fourth artist because for every show that we're mm -hmm. doing on the Hello Town tour, it's important to me to have a local artist. And for New York City, right, it's fair. And Trey has played at Joe's Pub before. She has a relationship with that right. venue, and she's right. the obvious person to be the the fourth act for that, or the opening act, or you know, which are, I'm not sure what the order of numbers, but yeah, yeah four people right, for right. them. Oh, wow. um, and I true. think that's also part of the same campaign mm -hmm. that she's going to be mm -hmm. running and launching very soon that will involve her being on the podcast now finally because there's, mm -hmm. there's this reason to to talk about her work because her work will be available right. soon and able to reach people. Okay, is there anything else you wanted to share about um, Hello Taiwan or the Password to Taiwan or, you know, what we can expect? I guess I just want to say it's really important to us to have a mixed audience coming out. So we're deeply passionate about reaching Taiwanese Americans and helping people to discover the music of, you know, your own culture and also to introduce this music to a Western audience. So for people listening, like if you want to come along and also bring your Western friends, that would be ideal. It's like a really ideal moment for people to, you know, show their pride in their culture and to bring maybe someone from work or from school or like where you have your wider community, I think it's a really good opportunity for them to get to know you in your Taiwanese culture and for them to get to know this like really cool music and understand that Taiwan is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and music is such a universal thing. Like all music lovers, everyone's welcome, of course. And it's such a great way to learn about other cultures. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so the Joe's Pub Show on the 27th, when is that going to be? It's a lunchtime show, so quite unusual, but basically doors open at 1 on Saturday and the show starts at 1.30, and it's going to be a, a good couple of hours of entertainment, so the idea is that people get to relax and enjoy some music and eat some food and have a, a really nice afternoon with us on Saturday 27th. Okay, so look for Hello Taiwan on Facebook. There is a Passport to Taiwan on Facebook page as well, so you can find out about Passport to Taiwan there. And um, it was such a pleasure talking to you, Isan. Thank you so it, much for making time. No, thank you so much. I've always really appreciated your interest and support and welcoming nature as I yeah, make this journey to be a part of Taiwanese-American culture, despite being totally not Taiwanese-American. Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I've been speaking with Yuzan Spivak, the producer of Hello Taiwan 2017. To learn more about Hello Taiwan, visit www.hellotaiwan.us. Be sure to check out our website, www.talkingtaiwan.com, to read our show notes. And there you'll find the link to watch videos of the musicians who will be performing at Hello Taiwan this year. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Talking Taiwan podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.